0: What's like the deal? probably taking the podcast live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we got a slew of things to talk about. We got Anthony Davis talking about possibly being on the trading block in L.A. We got Luka Dantich; He's over there looking like the future of the league. Nine straight 30-plus point games. We got Josh Allen the surprise pick, leading the MVP race, man, above Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. We got Eminem, who was, it? Who was inducted into the Rock-a- Rock-a- uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And last but not least, we got to talk about this this topic, man, paper genocide, man. So it's something that uh happened to the Indian people, and I believe that it's something that's, happened to black people in America, and is happening to black people in America today as we speak, paper genocide, man. So we are gonna really get into that topic and educate, y- educate y'all on what that is and-, and how that's affecting us today. So I'm gonna bring in the, the crew. We got the mayor, we got Yad here. Man, what's the deal, fools? What up, what up? What up? so first I want to give y'all his flowers man he's just got a, a a big come up man so I just wanted to everybody to hear this announcement so yeah man tell everybody what you got going when you chase after your dreams and your goals and you go after your your passion
1: and you don't quit you end up doing it full time so your boy now is officially a full-time videographer content creator and social media manager for the University of Antelope Valley, my hometown. So I get to help out other people, ignite their genius and be the best person they can
0: do be and get off the boat of average. Yes, sir. Man, that's amazing, man. Keep going, man. Just uh what was this two years ago? It was just two years ago. We was just starting out of nowhere, man. Just looking at how everybody's excelling and you know, finding their own lane. And this is this is why we got to realize that we are not competition, that we don't have to compete with each other. The opportunities that are for you are for you, not for me,
2: exactly. not for
0: anyone else, you know what I'm saying? So we don't have to, we got to get out this mindset that that we got to compete with each other for these positions because, you know, it's plentiful. God said it's plentiful out there, man. There's enough, more than enough for everyone. Let's get into this first topic, though, man. The Los Angeles Lakers have looked terrible. They blame Russell Westbrook, but now they have moved him to the bench. And now he is looking good coming off the bench. So now you can no longer blame Russell Westbrook. LeBron is having one of the worst shooting seasons of his career. None of these younger stars have stepped up to show anything. And Anthony Davis is not looking like a top 10 player in the league anymore. So should they trade Anthony Davis and start the deconstructive process to break down this roster and plan for the future? Or should they go all in for LeBron James last two years in hopes of trying to capture another championship with this core? Let's go to you Alvin, our resident Laker man. What should the Lakers do? With Anthony Davis should they keep him and go all in and trade them two picks or should they trade Anthony Davis get up off Russell Westbrook after the all-star game or at the end of the year and figure out what they're going to do with LeBron after that and move on to the future they got one championship out of this already is that enough to say hey
3: we're not leveraging our future let's move on I'm already disappointed that we sold the house for one championship to begin with. So at this point I would have to say, like I said, with Westbrook, we just got to write it out. I mean, the same way a lot of people just looked over the fact that LeBron signed his extension to stay with the Lakers for these next, you know, for the next two years without any hesitation. Right. We also didn't pay attention to the fact that the Lakers re-signed Rob Palenka. And allows him to continue to make bad decisions for our roster. And I heard it from uh, Richard Jefferson earlier today on Instagram, and it kind of caught me off guard where I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, we gave up everything that made us who we were for Anthony Davis who only gave us one shot in the playoffs where after he hit the three, he said Kobe and jumped into everybody's arms and, you know, they bumped and all that stuff. Like, I would let him go but I don't think there's anything worth him and the two first round draft picks. There's really nothing on the market right now that we can get that we shouldn't have already gotten. So I say we keep the roster as constructed. Um, I don't know why, honestly we haven't picked up any free agents because there's a lot of free agents that's sitting. I mean, Dwight Howard is going to play in uh, Taiwan. Um, Carmelo Anthony is still a free agent. Um, like I said last week, Gerald Green is still a free agent. You can get a, a – I mean, I think even ISO Joe is a free agent now. Pick up anybody that can get you a bucket, and it changes the, the dimension and and the uh, chemistry of the team, like, tremendously, instantly. But, no, I'm not wasting the future on Anthony Davis anymore. We will keep him and ride out with what we have. I mean, if it's me, though. We keep him and ride out and then see what happens next year.
0: But my question right there is if you don't trade him Uh and he has a two-and-two deal and he can choose to opt out after next year, then essentially he walks for nothing. If you can get a few young players and a a late first-round pick for him, that's better than playing through this year, letting him play through next year, and letting him walk. Well, no, but I think like that, I think that his value will be higher right
3: now than it would be coming into next year after two bad seasons. If you look at the worst teams in the league right now, they're doing better than the Lakers and even Golden State Warriors right now. You know what I mean? Like everybody's on the up and up. The Lakers are supposed to solidify themselves as a championship contender by putting people around LeBron and AD that could shoot, but they didn't. So now that we suck. And I say it proudly that we suck. There's no reason why we shouldn't just go ahead and keep him, right? And see what happens throughout the season. Like you said with Westbrook, maybe possibly letting him go around the uh, trade deadline, right around All Star break. No difference with Anthony Davis. If he can stay in, if he can stay injury free, he could help change the demeanor of the team and how it's going. I know it sucks. I mean, I mean, come on now. This is the worst start in Lakers history. Probably all the way back to MPLS Lakers. Like, he, we're just going to have to take it. We're going to have to take it to the chin. Like, we're still better than the Clippers. So, and I don't mean like this season, but I'm talking about like, you know, franchise wise. So, we can take this L right now and just move forward because I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking it. <laughs> to the chin. So what do you think
0: about this, yeah? Should they trade Anthony Davis? What should the Lakers do? What's the next play? Ladies and gentlemen, I get on this
1: podcast and I talk about it all the time, and I'm going to still talk about it. Why are we talking about the Lakers? Why do we talk about the Clippers? The only team that's relevant on this panel is the Chicago Bulls. But anyways, and we're struggling right now. Anthony Davis, let's see. Anthony Davis, I believe, if my if my facts are right, I believe in the last three years, Derrick Rose has played more games than Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. But uh, <laughs> we're talking about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. It's cool. Now, on the other side, since we brought up Chicago, Anthony Davis just come home. Just come home, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll give up, like, Andre Drummond for uh, Anthony Davis because, you know, at least Andre Drummond can play some games. Now, Laker history shows that Lakers don't bet on their future. The Lakers aren't ready, aren't trying to wait for the number one draft pick or anything of that nature. What the Lakers like to do, they'll get their draft picks, and then they trade them off. Alonzo Ball, you know, they they, they just get rid of all their players. Julius Randle, they get all their young talent that they had. Lakers just ship them off to get whoever's hot right now. So they go, okay, Anthony Davis, you're hot. Boom, come to the Lakers. We'll give up the whole house for it. We'll give up. We give up. Kuzma, we give up. Um, Ingram, we give up. Everybody. So that's how the Lakers like to play it. They like to roll the dice that way. They're not gonna change that. But um as far as just just their franchise, I don't I don't really know. I don't watch the Lakers. Like, I don't give two rat's butts about the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, y'all it just proves to me, <clears throat> it just proves to me that your bubble championship oh. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> am, I, am
1: I wrong? Am I nah, wrong? Nah, you,
0: you, you're right, to, am though. Am
1: I wrong to think this? Like, nobody wanted to play, and and the Lakers win a bubble championship, and y'all haven't been good ever since then.
3: Look, you uh, I'm going to say this one time because I don't think I've ever said it before about the bubble championship. If you think about real hooping, right, if there's no fans, there's no cheerleaders, there's no crowd, there's no nothing, right? and everybody's locked in to have to play. They have to play it as we're going to go home, we're going to go to the room, we're going to sleep, maybe play 2K, (laughs) play some type of video games, play pool, cards, whatever, but you're going to go back to the gym and it's me versus you, and the only noise you hear is the automated like pretend crowd. I feel like that's why you got so many players that finally showcase who they were and they were able to secure that bag. Like, Jamal Murray, the what he did, uh, him and Donovan Mitchell. No disrespect. We're going to leave the Lakers championship alone, right? If you look at those two individuals alone, so I don't get too far off the topic, those two were able to get the checks that they were. Were they that they were able to get after that uh, after that season because of what they did in that season? If they didn't kill in that playoffs, there was no way they were getting the bag the way they were getting it. Diamond Mitchell's not in Cleveland, you know what I mean, like little things like that, so I think what we're forgetting is the Lakers only got the championship because at that time, everything went right for them to win. It wasn't that they were the best team in the bubble. I'll admit that i'll put I'll put my right hand up and admit they were not the best team in the bubble, but every team that worked was better than them got knocked off. <laughs> By a different team that allowed them to skate by to the championship, and then we got what we got. So,
1: so that's called. That's why we call it the bubble championship because the unfortunately injuries got the best of a lot of teams, and you guys didn't have to play nobody. But after you guys won that championship, not you. I'm not what. I'm not, <laughs> not, not you, but this is my gripe. This is my gripe with Laker fans because the. The the thing is you guys won your bubble championship and every year y'all over here saying we the best, we the best, we the best, we the best, we the best. And ever since y'all won that and everybody coming out saying it was a bubble championship, it doesn't right. really count. It goes down in the record books that you guys got a chip and I seen it. I know who it came from, but I ain't going to put his name out there. I know who wrote that. I know who mm. wrote that. A chip is a chip. I know who wrote that. We just got done talking to him. I know who broke that <laughs> in the
4: comments.
1: But y'all going, Yeah, we won the championship and everything of that nature. And y'all didn't play nobody. Oh, we went through the Miami Heat. Bam was injured. Jaudrix or whatever his name was injured. The Heat were injured. Y'all didn't go through Brooklyn. I put my hands a oh, little look, look,
3: look, look. White flag, no no look, white flag, ready. That's a piece of paper. The reason why we we yell and scream and flex like this over the championship, remember the history of the NBA. Boston has 17. Lakers have 17. That championship put us back even with Boston, and now we can rep that we're the best in the league because we have the most championships since, say, I don't know, 2000. Since but 2000, the, the Lakers... No, 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 no. We've had the most championships as an organization since 2000. But when you look at... Oh, Boston, my God. That's right, baby. Oh, that's man. right, baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> that that's right, baby. And Murdoch, watch out since, with all that. Since, since 2000, two that
0: wasn't in the, that wasn't in the,
3: the pre-production. We've been, that's right, Murdoch. Been been that's right, Murdoch. That's right, Murdoch. <laughs> since <That's right, Burdock. laughs> 2000, the Lakers have had the most championships and then when you look at pre 2000 Boston, has. just um, just.
1: but the best, the best team of, of this new age decade is no, the no, Warriors.
3: no, no. But hear what I'm saying though, we're talking about okay. the last exactly. 22 years. Look, the last 22 years, the Lakers have won how many championships? How many? Five. So you got in the, the last, la- no, 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 just <laughs> the last 22 years, the Lakers have won five championships. No, that's more than five. Where? Do you have three? You had oh, three my bad. You're right. Piece. Go ahead. No, go but ahead. Then you
0: then you had the uh-huh. two with
3: Kobe. Uh-huh. Go ahead. And say I
0: had the bubble once. So
3: oh, it. I was trying to be strategic and make you bring it up in a positive. Oh, way. <laughs> oh, that's six many,
1: championship. <laughs> wait, 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 you don't that's have the most. It. Hey, how many does how many? No, no, how many since does the yeah, no, no, no yeah. Wait, 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 since wait. wait, wait. No, I got you, baby. Since the year two thousand, I got you.
3: I forward. got you. Okay, I
1: got you. How okay. many do the Bulls have?
3: Six, six total.
1: They were at one point what the third best team in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Now we. You're going off
3: subject, y'all. Yeah. I know now, where you're now, going wait, with wait, this. Wait, All right. Right. I know. All right, right, right,
1: wait, let me finish. Let me finish. And now, now we're considered the fourth best team in the league, right? Why are we the fourth best team? Who got more championships than the Bulls? In franchise history,
3: it doesn't Golden State got more than the Bulls. Yeah. In franchise history, yeah, franchise right, but not since two, not since the so, year two thousand. He's saying so, of
0: this millennium, the Lakers have the most championships of any mm-hmm. franchise, out. and before two
1: thousand, they won a championship yeah. before two thousand.
0: Huh? Yeah, they Golden- were winning championships with the Showtime Lakers. They had 11. No, I championships. Said, we championships. I said.
1: I said. Golden State won a championship before the 2000s. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Exactly. So they had one.
3: No. I don't. They had three. How many? They had three. I don't remember. They had any. three. Steph Curry many- has four. They had three before he got to the Golden State, but that happened way back in the day.
0: All right, so let's we we gotta get to this next thing. So let's let's get back to the bubble conversation. No because Anthony Davis, he had a, a good bubble, but that was Luca's coming out party. Luca came out against my Clippers in the bubble, and he really shined. And he's really been shining ever since. Since that stage, he's really lived up to the hype. And the hype has never died down. In, in fact, it's actually grown. And Luka is looking like probably the MVP of this of this league next to him and Jabba Morant. So it's like you really have to look at it and, and look at him versus Jabba and say, like, is he the future of the league or is this Jabba's league to take? I don't know. With when, when the nine straight 30-point games, the way he controls the tempo of the game, the way he shows up in the big moments consistently luka Doncic might be like the top of these new up-and-coming superstars what are your thoughts on luca i don't really I'm, think it,
3: oh go ahead y'all my bad
0: i i believe it i believe the hype.
1: um i was trying to think of i'm thinking about future players like okay you got luca you got Ja, and then I'm like, who else is killing it? You got Tatum, he counts. Um, I After that- Zion, he, Zion was oh, supposed yeah. to be the next guy. Zion, you know, so that's four. I'm trying to think of a top five for the- Jalen
3: Brown, Jalen Brown.
1: Oh yeah, 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 okay. You got Jalen.
3: Trey Young. Than-
1: tray yeah ice yeah. tray you gotta put ice okay. tray in there you got ice that's six do we got a top ten for the for the up and comers
3: you want to say under what twenty five and under i can help you do that yeah maybe because i going. was gonna
1: say i i still i mean i like Darian fox but he there you go he, he, yeah definitely you know does uh spider count
0: yeah he's- oh. oh boy from the cavaliers uh, not, uh, Garland, not, Sp- not
3: Garland, not Spider, but Garland. Garland. Garland Sext- uh, Sexton that they let go to, uh, to um, when they traded him to Utah. Jordan not, Clarkson, Abe. Hey, that's not Jordan Clarkson and Brandon Ingram.
0: Yeah, Bi is killing. He's killing right now.
3: Bi uh, okay. is killing. But, I mean, you know, we old heads right now, so I get where you're going, Yeah, We don't have no, like, big-name superstar other than Luca and uh, Giannis, maybe. And, keep and does Giannis Luca,
0: count? No, Giannis is part of, like, the current superstar. Yeah, so. he's already
3: okay. here. He's already okay. here.
0: Yeah, okay. he's as high as he's going to get. We're talking about LeBron obviously don't got no more time as the uh, – Forefront man of this league, his that LeBron's era is officially over. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry is the last man standing, mm-hmm. and Golden State is is not looking too good right now. So wow. this, he is like, the in, he just that, so that this he might is, be the he, end of Steph Curry era. So Steph Curry is still the points. next era. Whose era is it going to be? And I, it's to me, I feel like it's going to be Luka's era, man. No one can like. He he no one controls the tempo of the game better than Luka is right now. He plays at his place. He's gonna make you play at his pace. He's gonna come down. He's gonna get in the half-court set. He's gonna keep getting his switches until he gets whoever he wants on him and he's gonna go to work. He was killing us in the bubble because he would keep getting his switches until he got Zubak on him. And as soon as he got Zubak on him, he would put him in a blender and then be like, he can't guard me. Get this guy off me and kill Zubac. And it was nothing that we can do, and we kept switching, and it just kept working, and we knew exactly what they were going to do, and we couldn't stop him. And that was our whole downfall in the bubble was Luca exposed us to, A, they really ain't shit. We can pick apart and have our way with these guys if we want to.
1: Are you saying if the league stays how it is and all of the franchise the current superstars and everybody falls off. Are you saying that it's going to be between Dallas and the Celtics?
0: Yeah, okay. for the foreseeable future. I mean, you I got you, you got Ice Trey over there mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and they mm-hmm. got a young core. They already no they Houston they
3: college. are definitely going to be competing with so, Boston every single. So summer. I
0: think Boston just Cavs? got a clear cut. I don't think Boston just got a clear cut. Ice Trade gonna be a problem over there for a while now. But Ice Trade in Boston, you know, they looking like the, the East and you got Ja and you got Luca over here and it's looking like they gonna run the West. Look, wait, look. where do you put wait, my but boy ja, Zach Levine but Ja, because he's mm. he's too explosive, he doesn't stay healthy. Hold and on, this is why Luca is gonna have what the about, bigger numbers. What error does longevity. Zach Levine go in? What oh, I got, no, I, I got that mean?
3: one. I want, I want this one. So okay. Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls, if Lonzo Ball was healthy, might be top three in the East, hands down. No questions asked. No questions asked. And I mean top three, and I'm not three because, he, like, we saw it last year while they were healthy. We saw those little flashes. You know what I'm saying? They were crazy. Number and one. DeMar DeRozan is only getting better. Zach Levine is only ge- becoming more poised with what he's doing. He's not, like, all over the place like he was when he was younger with uh, Minnesota. And then Lonzo Ball, I mean, he's, he's a coach's kid. You know what I mean? Like, when you think about how he plays, he's, like, a really good, solid point guard. And his, he really did fix his three. And, I mean, I like Chicago Bulls right now if he was healthy. I mean, because he's not, I just don't know how far they can go. But to kind of jump back with that, since we're going to try to keep that whole young taking over the NBA, we're forgetting that like Luca is 23, but he's Mm -hmm. been a pro since he was like 14, 15 years old overseas. And like, and when you really look at all those videos we saw when he first got drafted about him getting beat with all those noodles and all that stuff. I did that with my kids in my front yard because of watching those videos. And they took it and it was like, hey, if, if, if I was doing this since 12 or 13, there's no way I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel invincible. Luka Doncic has made every – him and Joker has basically let the world know that you don't have to be a super athletic black man to be good in the NBA. You don't have to be. You just have to be smart. You have to know the X's and O's. You have to know uh, what people's – uh Like what people's tendencies are like when you think about when he switches, Zubak is trash up top. He cannot play any type of perimeter defense. He can't guard anybody up top. But does anyone ever make him switch? No. They just leave the big down low, force it down, kick it out, force it back. You know what I'm saying? So like when you think about Mark Cuban, Luka took the team from Dirk Nowinski. Dirk said do whatever you want. This is your city, this is your team and he said okay. I'll bring you a chip. And he's the cl- to me, he's the one that gets you a chip before anybody else in the NBA right now. Outside of Giannis on the East and Bo- Boston, Atlanta and Chicago are all neck and neck. Miami needs to give it up. When Jimmy Butler took his dreads out, I knew everything was over.
0: Dude, he it was had all fake, fake dreads anyway. He had. Yeah. A it was all fake. They were
3: faux. They were faux dreads. He, he had man, He
0: had a man weave. He, <laughs> he was okay with. <laughs> Come on, man. He had a man weave in, bro, for, for for uh for picture day, for media day. He came with a man weave. I can't respect it. I can't respect it. We can't give him no excuse for that.
3: Exactly, and that's the captain of the team. That's why I, I can't put them in top five. That's, yeah,
0: he's the, he's the captain. He's captain. He's captain. I, I, I'm a Jimmy Butler
3: fan, but Jimmy Butler should not showed up with that man. No. And then he sh- and then and then he went baby face too. Like I don't know. I don't know if I had a dream about it or if I really saw it on Instagram. But I know I saw a meme. Of them saying that Jimmy Butler, like somebody had put like as a caption that Jimmy Butler was trying to like pay homage to Brittany Griner by putting the faux dreads in and shaving his face to try to look like her, and I just thought that was the rudest joke ever. But then I laughed because I like I know, that humor. Brittany Grinder situation is uh it's
0: you know, disgusting. They just moved her and they can't even track where she is. Exactly, she's in, she, she's in like some underground bunker jail, and it's they talk about like the. It's like super nasty there, people be dying from disease, and it's she not accountable for how
3: tall she is.
0: Damn! So she got to crouch the whole time. Yep. She gonna come out with some scoliosis or
3: something. And uh, the is, smell. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know much about like politics or anything, but I heard that that other president he was getting folks out. I mean, he got, <laughs> he got, he got. Didn't he get one of the... <laughs>
0: Did he get? <laughs> did he get one of the Ball
1: brothers back?
0: Yeah, like? he did. He got him back from China. He got Ugh. the Ball brother back. Still, good ball in brother. Little, Still good Stealing out the Louis Vuitton store in China. He was. He was stealing. She just. She
1: had. She wasn't even. She didn't even have nothing.
0: She did. She had a marijuana vape, and she pled okay. guilty. But she ain't stealing. Yeah, but when she pled guilty, oh. now they thought that they were going to give her a deal because she played guilty. And she didn't play, that didn't give her a deal. So
1: I'm just saying,
0: I, I don't know who was her legal, uh, giving her legal advice, telling her to plead guilty for that. I feel like that was a bad play because now Maybe she's she under to the jail new about, was to, about to do 10 years. And the new president ain't about to do nothing Nope. new president don't even know his name no more
1: smoking joe i
0: don't know We're well, back to the subject man yeah out of the out of the young superstars we gotta say that luca Dantes is the the next guy man he is the leader of the new school and that's for sure like you said He's only what 23 man. Yep. He got another 10 years of this, man. So at least the next five of them is gonna be Luca time. I don't know how many championships he's gonna get out of that. But if Dirk Nowitzki got one against LeBron, and hey, you see you see Luca with that Dirk Novinsky step back? That shit is nasty. With a handle though. With, the with a crazy that shit is nasty. I can't, I don't I can't lie, Luca. Luka going crazy. I didn't expect that. I'm I didn't. I didn't Luca even too. pay attention to him until he played the Clippers in the in the bubble. That's when I first looked at him. I'm like, what the hell? Is this white boy killing? How is this white boy killing
3: us like this? And to think I'm- that Dallas didn't even draft him. They they drafted Trey Young and they and they traded Trey Young for Luka. You see, you know both what I mean? Teams, both teams won because no, train, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. know. I in Atlanta is probably generating them so much money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have got this type of buzz from Luka in Atlanta because he wouldn't have been able to relate, you know, to the culture.
1: Uh-huh. I, I mean, shout out to the Dallas Mavericks
0: because they got Christian Woods, Palmdale, baby. Let's go. Oh, that's, Christian Wood's that's balling, that's. too. He's hitting threes. He's hitting middies. He's playing defense. He's dunking. He's really, he's really boring out there. I can't lie. Christian Wood is doing this shit. I didn't think he was that good. But let's get to the NFL, man. So right now, we have a three-man race, man. Josh Allen leads the pack as Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are right behind him in the MVP race. So Jalen Hurts has the Eagles at, what, 8-0 right now? Well, Patrick Mahomes, even without his star receiver, he's out there back in EVP form, putting up numbers, connecting with all type of different receivers. He's spreading the ball all over the field. And then you got Josh Allen emerging as like that new guy, that new Tom Brady, that new, that new quarterback, but he's mobile. And they actually called design runs for him. And when he went head up against Patrick Mahomes, he beat him. So everybody's looking at Josh Allen as like the heir apparent, how Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning used to have their duels. They're looking at Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen as like that new, you know, duo that's going to always, you know, go at it for the AFC. So who do y'all got for y'all pick for the the MVP race right now? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Jalen Hurts having the Eagles undefeated or is it Patrick Mahomes? doing this without Tyreek Hill, still putting up the numbers.
3: I uh, kind of go with the fact that Philly's undefeated, that you should give respect to the quarterback that's keeping their team from losing any games. And then also you would have to, to look at um, Josh Allen, probably be the second quarterback in this scenario because of what they did last year and consistency as far as in that position. Pat Mahomes is always doing what he does, but Tyreek Hill not being there isn't anything new. No disrespect to him or the Chiefs, but Philly being undefeated it would only really be disrespect not to look at giving their quarterback the MVP nod or at least the edge over any other quarterback because it makes you more respected. It makes you more valued when you're not the one um losing games. I mean, you know, when you win, you're the you're the hero. When you lose, you're the number one fault, you're the number one uh scapegoat you're the person that's uh, the one most blamed. So um I go with Philly, I hers.
1: And I I I diddle that. I mean I did it because they ate and not just because they ate and oh, I diddle it because a lot of times, and even in the NBA, I, I'm i beginning to think a little bit uh, when it comes to the MVP, you got to be a certain color. I mean, Joel did way better than Joker did, and he got – Joker got MVP. I mean, Philly's 8-0, and – I know Amrock's on here and everything. Ain't nobody thought, ain't nobody thought Philly were going to be no 8-0. and Ain't nobody thought Philly were going gonna gonna to be doing anything. So for them to come out of nowhere and put the whole world on shock and they smacking on people. And then you still want to give the other quarterback, which is a different color, like he's the MVP when the real MVP is the in my opinion is always the underdog where it came out of nowhere Where you knew the bills were going to do something you knew the chiefs were going to do something nobody thought philly was going to do anything and philly came out and they smacking people why not put some respect on the man's name right now he
4: should be leading mvp vote that's my opinion what's so, up man what's- rap What's good, fellas? Yeah, sorry, sorry for my my tardiness, but yes, uh, I came in at the perfect time. Uh, yeah, thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for you know weaving me in there. You know, yes, I'm an Eagles fan, and Jalen Hurts is definitely uh, the MVP right now. But um, if I had to look at a, another potential candidate, what about Tyreek Hill? Um, Miami Dolphins. You know, they you know I think they're six and three right now. Uh, Tua was out for those couple of games. Uh, They got some people in trouble, and, you know, Tyreek was still um, doing his thing, and, you know, as uh, to a return, uh, Tyreek Hill has taken off. I think right now there's, as far as receiving yards, he's number one in the league, and there's nobody even close to him for another 250 yards right now. Like, so he's clearly way in the distance, and I just think his impact, um, you know, since joining Miami has been incredible. Um, and it's elevated to a tunnga valoa um to a to a different level this year um but yeah i mean the short answer yes is jalen hurts the eagles are undefeated uh he's leading the charge um you know as their quarterback as he should um now that he has the weapons uh that he has now that the team is constructed as it is um you know um it's 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 a blessing to see this happening um hopefully they keep it going obviously i don't think they'll end up um, finishing undefeated. I mean, I, I think someone somewhere along the line, somebody's going to catch them. Um, I thought the Texans game was a trap game, actually, um, because they just played Sunday, and, you know, then they was playing um, immediately again on Thursday. The Texans, they got nothing to lose, and, you know, they they fought for a little bit in that game. Um, and this Commander's game could also be a trap game as well, um, being off for, I think now, 11, 12 days. Um, and then Commanders, again, another team with nothing to lose in our division as well. They're always going to want to play us hard, and it's in Philly. So Jalen Hurts is really going to have to uh, show up uh, like the MVP candidate that he is right now. Uh, but, yeah, I would say if not Jalen Hurts, I would look at Tyreek Hill uh, for the Miami Dolphins. And y'all being drug tested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel everything y'all saying about Jalen but you got to look at it from like the voting perspective, not who should get it, but who's going to get it. And it's a bunch of journalists that are, are going to get to choose this award. So coming into it, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes award to lose. So they already got Patrick Mahomes chosen. And if he does it, what, he, what they think he's gonna do, then he automatically is gonna get it. He used to go to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning that way, and then it's basically been passed off to Patrick Mahomes and Eric Rodgers. It, and Aaron Rodgers having a terrible season, so it's basically Patrick Mahomes award to lose. And Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes, and that's the only reason why they edging him right now, because in the showdown, he won up Patrick Mahomes. So now it's like, oh, is he better than Patrick Mahomes? So now that question is being raised. is If he's better than Patrick Mahomes, then Josh Allen would be seen as the best quarterback in the league now. And that's why they want to prop him up as the MVP. No matter what the Eagles do, nobody is questioning if Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the league. And this is why he's in the conversation because the team is having success. But as far as like actually putting him in comparison against Allen and Mahomes, I don't think that nobody really compares him and puts him in that top quarterback position no matter how magical the season is. But But y'all need
1: to put some respect. Uh, This is more for the other panel. uh, Ronnie's not here today. But y'all need to put some respect. On um, my Seahawks. Y'all told us we were going to be trash. Yes. And once again, we got a better record than the people that always say my teams are trash. This is crazy. <laughs> well,
0: hey. Geno <laughs> Smith. Geno Smith. Geno is doing some magical stuff right now. I don't know how.
3: Yeah, but like you said, as far as with Patrick Mahomes just being like low key the new Golden Boy and, you know, it's his award to lose, it's kind of disrespectful if you think about the fact that, like, he still hasn't – when's the last time the Chiefs even won a Super Bowl? Three years mm-hmm.
4: Three years ago. Three years, Three years
3: ago, right, and, and they got, won.
4: He won, got two, one.
3: right? I yeah. thought he got two. He got one?
0: Yes. He, he went to
3: two, he got one. He went to two, and he won one. Okay. So he's a quarterback of the future, but yet the way he plays, you know, they compared him to what? A Michael Vick. An agile type quarterback he gets injured and he's stuck in the pocket that's going to change his entire 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 career i'm talking about he might not go down to the hall of fame because one championship doesn't take you to the hall of fame you know so like they should really just give hurts his love though like he's undefeated Eight and no, though, like we're not talking about four and no beginning of the season. Eight and no, we're we're at the halfway point. But but they have these contracts with these
0: broadcasting networks, correct? That's true. Contracts have to get revenue, plus head and shoulders. These broadcasting companies get their money off of ad revenue, right? And then these owners get their money off of filling the seats, you know, and selling these jerseys, right? And who's gonna sell more jerseys? Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, but there's a lot that's of a, but. So but don't it, forget, there's a, a, lot, of it, it is, there's a is, lot of Philly fans. There's a lot of Philly fans compared it's a to Philly business business First, and business say that if Josh Allen is the most profitable, then he is going to be the most valuable. Value not is not just on the field. Value is off the field also. And you got to include the business aspect. Yeah. And with that, and that, Josh Allen, because of that, is the most valuable. That sounds like what Kanye said, but not the Jewish part.
1: But that sounds <laughs> like sound what Kanye was saying about uh, media and the power.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, money is power. It power. And influence is power. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that's just the way it is. We got to... Fly, birds, you know, fly. Fly, birds, so, fly. So not speaking these, of no. this, you know, getting you into places, Eminem just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a rapper. So Jay-Z also got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's not like, you know, he's the only rapper that makes it in. But what are your thoughts on Eminem, getting inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In his speech, he begs up a lot of people, and he actually throws up the black power fist. Man. And what do y'all think, you know, is, is Eminem one that just used our culture, you know, to get what he wanted out of it? Or is he one of those you know, that's really like down for the culture and, and a really solid ally to the black people, even though he's not black himself?
4: um go ahead i won't go first Uh, oh you're good um yeah i mean i i i believe he's of course he's used the fact that he's white um a white man in a black man sport basically uh black person sport um he's used that to his advantage obviously to sell records i mean he was able to sell over Uh, You know, over 150 million records with I think Marshall Mathers LP alone. Um, That's primarily based on him being able to also touch a white audience within, um, you know, within the hip hop and pop communities. Um, You know, so yeah, of course he's used it to his advantage. But at the same token, um, you know, Eminem he's dope MC. I mean, let's just be let's just be frank. He's a dope MC coming from the battle scene of Detroit. You know, obviously, you know, more of his stuff when he, you know, first came out, Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers, Eminem Show, you know, those type of albums, you know, really stick out to me. is 8 Mile Soundtrack, all those albums that, you know, he did early on in his career compared to later on in his career where he kind of, you know, tailed off a little bit. But, you know, just overall, I mean, he, you know, he writes, you know. Primarily, all of his lyrics. Um, he he definitely you know he produces a lot of the music as well. Um, he's written music with Dr. Dre for doc, You know so like he you know for for his career, um, you know as a whole, he deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But you know to the question, yes, has he used the fact that he's white um, again in a black man sport and a black person sport? um he certainly has whether or not he's you know tried to be manipulative about it or whatever the case may be um it's certainly been to his advantage um in his career especially when it comes to selling records um and in tours and you know selling albums like that has definitely mattered uh, the fact that he is white um
1: i would say I would say I would say this. I would say is Eminem a dope rapper? Yes he is. He is one of the, one of the best rappers out. Yes. But my my question is why isn't Nas in the Hall of Fame? Okay, keep going. Um it it kind of just it kind of reminds me of the NBA. As in Joker won the award and they kept giving them the MVP a little bit. Why? Because of right? So just like Amrock said, you're in a black man sport, basketball, black man sport. We gotta put our white people or you know our our people, our looking people, like make them the face. And Eminem, for a lot of people, is the face of hip hop. Now goes back to what I said. Why is not? Why is Nas not in the Hall of Fame?
4: But that's just me. Yeah, he his eligibility should be. Because I think you got to be 25 years in the game. So Nas is definitely there. So you're right. Eminem, Eminem is in longest. Coming. coming. Uh, Eminem came out after Nas. You're right, and and Nas, yeah. So Nas should be Nas should be in it. His should be coming, but yeah, his his
3: his hasn't came because he hasn't had the same impact on the culture as Jay Z has. You know what I mean? So they go and they put in Jay Z first because everyone has said, you know, there is no argument. He's the goat. So you put him in first. Then right after Jay Z, who's the next rapper you're going to put in? You're going to put in the best rapper that's not black. You know what I mean? But no disrespect to say it like that. But growing up, like I think the Marshall Matters LP, when it dropped, I was like in seventh grade and I key fell in love with the album because of all the stuff that he said. Like I was deep into lyrical content and I didn't know it. Like I didn't know, man, I did not know I was so caught up into like what people were saying when they were saying it. Like beats were cool, but I was really into lyrics and He's always had dope lyrics. I mean, like you said, Rock with the 8 Mile soundtrack. I mean, when you think about just the 8 Mile movie itself and all the different little freestyles that was within the movie, that was what you watched that first go, like the first time you watched it, it was like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool, that's dope. You only watched it a few times after that just to watch those battles all over again because we didn't have YouTube yet. We didn't have the opportunity to turn around and just watch those little clips of the movie. So when you think about it, and I'm kind of shocked that nobody said it yet, Eminem discovered 50 Cent. You know what I mean? And when you think about 50 Cent, 50 Cent also helped bring in the game, which when you look at West Coast rap, without the game, we haven't really been able to do anything, you know, relevant, I guess, for a long time. I mean, yes, you have Kendrick now and you have J-Rock and you have other people like that, but what I mean, like as far as when you look at the longevity of Eminem's career. I feel like he kind of had his own lane and stayed within it. Didn't cross too many paths with anyone that actually like created a problem for his career. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly was like one of the first beefs that we really thought about where it was like, oh, so what is this supposed to mean? Because like, Mariah Renegade, Carey. oh, but, but we all know that. No, know, like But no, we all know it, that that it, whole Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly.
0: Machine Gun Kelly was because Machine Gun Kelly Tried to get at Eminem's daughter or something like no, that. No, no, I know, but he I'm tried saying to like hit his Eminem's daughter and Eminem like, oh, you try to hit my daughter. Yeah, but you you, you didn't you, 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 did, you never really it was, saw Eminem
3: personal. But that's what I'm MK saying. tried to get at Mariah Carey. Well, yeah, and then y'all said Mariah Carey, but like what I'm saying, like you really haven't seen Eminem and like tabloids doing crazy stuff like that or whatever. And then when you think about like on the flip side, Eminem made the token white boy in every click acceptable as long as he didn't try to be too much like us off of being fake and foamy like if you was just a cool dude and you skateboarded and we all hoop it was cool you was good up with it you know what I mean but if you oh bro you know what I mean are you okay if I say it one time that's when you got kicked out the group and that's when you know you know what I'm saying so like I kind of feel like I'm more pro like I'm happy as a fan that he made it to the hall of fame but um, I I don't really, I've never really felt like he tried to like jump on our side and do too much. Cause if you can ghostwrite for Dre, I ain't got nothing to say. So what's up, the famous homie joined in. Finally, finally. finally.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What up y'all? I'm glad I I was able to catch this Eminem thing. This is the rock and roll hall of fame. Y'all gotta remember this rock and roll, this is not, the hip-hop hall of fame this is the rock and roll hall of fame but we so, don't have a hip-hop hall of fame exactly so what i'm saying is of course he's going to get in the rock and roll hall of fame of course he is and he deserves it now let me get, make my case for why he deserves it of course i love Nas. I'm a, I'm a huge Nas fan you know Nas is is arguably the goat to me as far as you know pure mc not talking about business success and commercial success but as far as you know, arguably he can make a case for Nas, but Eminem is special because for me, like 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 Alvin Mayer said earlier, you know, the lyrical content, the lyrical skills, the metaphors, the rhyme patterns, the different ways he was spitting back then and not giving a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Being himself. Eminem never tried to be too gangster, talking about he was from a hood. He never said the N-word, you know, on a song. He ain't never did that. You know what I'm saying? Other other people like J Lo and Fat Joe and you yeah, know they're not white, but they're not black either. So, you know, Eminem has never crossed that line. And during political times, he spoke up more than most people on our side. He made a whole song talking about fuck Bush. You know what I'm saying? During that time when Bush was the president, he went at Donald Trump. You feel me? Like Eminem, he, he does. He did stuff to ride for the culture and he bought out 50. He rolled with 50, made him a star. You feel me? Eminem definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame off his first three albums alone. All three, all his albums are classic. I don't give a fuck what he did after that. You know, those three albums are classic albums. And, you know, for me, those were albums that got me through a lot because the, the crazy shit he was saying, it really helped the motherfucker. It helped me, helped me, you know, let loose a little bit. And Eminem is a skilled rapper. You know, he's never backed away from no, no beef or no, and he's always one hour that mtk shit was bullshit man he destroyed that boy he destroyed that boy so eminem (laughs) you know what i'm saying he destroyed that boy's career like he do everybody he destroyed benzino he destroyed ja rule he destroyed mariah he destroyed nick he destroyed everybody and game lucky he didn't come back and destroy him because he would have got destroyed too as much as i fuck with game eminem is a cold rapper white or not the motherfucker cold he deserved every all the accolades he get he's definitely a top 10 15 rapper of all time if you if you say he not your hater period eminem one of the greatest so yeah props to eminem
0: i give it up you know eminem definitely changed the culture he was definitely a staple he definitely was somebody that you know when he came out it was like i don't really fuck with white boys and i fuck with that one exactly <laughs> exactly Exactly. And and that was it. That was it for everybody. Well, let's get to this, uh, this last topic, man, that I really wanted to shed some light on, man. This topic is paper genocide. So the definition of paper genocide is basically to erase the history of something on paper so that it is made to seem like it never existed. And This happened with the Native American peoples, like in Virginia, all the Native American people weren't allowed to register as Indian. There was no, even no section to select Indian. So it was either, you know, white or colored. So they basically, we were all lumped into one category that was colored. Now, if you do your research on the slave trade They said the slave trade included about 10 million slaves, but they said 12 million of those slaves came over uh, uh, it was about 12 million slaves total. Those 12 million slaves, um, about 2.5 million of them died on on the boat trip over here. And out of those 10 million that was left that existed in America, about 5.5 5.5 of them were from African descent. So if it was about 10, 11 million slaves in America, half of them were indigenous people. So what they did was they came over and took over America and they had um, basically um, what are they prisoners of war and they would make the prisoners of war from the Indians Slaves. And then they had what they had called indentured servants. And the indentured servants would pledge themselves to work for a slave master for a, a lot of time for a piece of land or some or a business or some type of trade off. And after they completed their term, they would be considered a freedman. And there's a difference between a freedman and a free slave. So it was all these different terms that they lumped everyone in together and called them colored. And then after we were called colored, the next thing we moved into was called being called mulatto. And this is why the rapper Mulatto had to change her name to Lotto because of how controversial that name was. So now we were went from colored to being classified as mulatto. And then we went from being called mulatto to being called black. And then after being called black, Jesse Jackson came out and he was the one that started to classify us as African American. But if I just broke down the history to you, more than half of us was indigenous to America and had no descendancy from Africa. So when they say that black people came from slavery and were African-American, more than half of us never came from slavery, didn't come from Africa, and has no descendancy from anybody that was a slave. So what are your thoughts on this whole paper genocide, you know, thought? And do you think that this is a real thing? And do you think that this is what is currently happening to Black people right now, as far as how they change and erase our our history and reclassify us in a certain box that you know disqualifies us from from other things?
3: Um, Who's on? Okay, so. I feel like everything I just heard you say, I heard from both of my grandfathers growing up. Um, I remember being told that um, checking the box black only made it easier for you to be identified for, for problems. Um, It would make it harder for you to get jobs. I remember. um, I don't know. It's like, it, it feels like Django. It's like, you're not, you're free, but you're not free. When you said uh, you're either indentured servant or you're a slave. When you think about um, whether or not you have the opportunity to move forward now compared to where we came from before, it's it's like a cycle, I guess. Like, I feel like it's a cycle of BS that we've been fed because we're not willing to do any more digging and any more research, or even that whole concept of being woke, like we say every single week um everything of the past is not, is starting to come full circle right and if we if we didn't come over see if we didn't come over with Christopher Columbus right or he didn't find this place and then slaves eventually came over here and we were already here then maybe everything is just a lie maybe everything from Kyrie Irving's rants about the earth being flat maybe everything should be fact checked because the facts and the truth are completely different things right now. now Cause look, I, I'm just saying, no, look, I'm not I, trying I just to go wanna that tap far in right it, there. I, I just want to tap like, in
0: right there. Because if you look back at my previous episodes, then you would know that I am a flat earther. And I, know I came, you are. I know. I came no, to I, this I, a I sit long down time promise. ago. And that's some, that's a different subject. That I don't mean to bring there. it up. We're I'm gonna just gonna actually. Bring, it, I think that it's time to bring that subject back to the table. So, so one day soon we're going to have to, bring that to this podcast and really have that dialogue on that but i'm going to have to feed y'all some information and i'm going to have to let y'all marinate on it before i want y'all to come to this conversation cuz i've i've had people change their whole religion after this conversation with me sometimes and it shit is real
3: and and, and I, I don't want to look like a weirdo but Let's go back to the subject. All right. Well, okay. So I'll 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 finish it up. I'll finish it fast so I can pass it back off to Ambro. So because I was kind of going there with it because it's just there's so many different facts and and different things that's being changed. Like everyone's saying with the reset Mandela effect, all that that's really just making us have to go back to whatever it is that you believe. Because you know, being regardless where you are, Catholic, Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever, every book always talks about slavery. And for me, I've always had the hardest time believing that any religion wanted us to be enslaved by any other person. So I'm I'm someone that's willing and open to listen to any and all type of information about the past. It's just looking at where we're going forward, dude. Not, I, just wanna, I just wanna I just
0: wanna tap in with one thing. And the first slave story that I ever heard was uh the Kuta Kente story. What was the name of the book? The
3: The roots. Uh, The, the well, that, yeah. I thought that was a movie. It was oh, no, we, it had, was we the, had a the VH TV, younger, it
0: was right? TV miniseries.
4: Right. The Roots. And and,
0: and. Uh, and that was all fictional. That none of that actually happened. And the, the character Kunta Kente never existed. And and this made it uh, it's a lot of this like folktale, fictional, make-believe stuff that got us stuck in this slave mental mentality, and that's why they want to start our history there, and they want to keep nailing it in our head that we're free because one day the white man woke up and said, man, let's free these black guys, and let's give them equal rights because that's what we should do. Because if you think that that's what happened, if you, if you think that that's your understanding of history, you really need to wake the fuck up and put your nose in the book and and search some of this information because why would they do that what reason and what they have for that
4: yeah no you're okay when you're done let
1: me let me tap in before you amrock because i want the educated brothers to that know more about this to speak last so it will be the last thing people hear Caleb sent me some stuff today. And I was like, what? What the freak is going on here? It just blew my mind. And so like how this whole thing is, the whole census thing, it came out with the census way back in the day with with the first presidents and everything like that. But in this little thing that Caleb sent me, the dude was saying some facts like how did they really come up with all like that total number when they were going around doing the census door by door by door and then he was talking about perception and pretty much the whole census thing was to freak with people's mental that's what i took from it to freak with especially us freak with our mental to think that the white man is the majority, where they're really not the majority. Us as colored people are really the majority, but they make us think that we are the minority and we're inferior to them. Then it started talking about like the dude, some dude and anarchy. And then he was over here trying to tell us that we all came from monkeys, right? So-, so Darwin, yeah, Darwin so evolution Darwin, darwin's saying that we're coming from monkeys now this is what came in my head and i told my <laughs> wife and this and this is what came in my head and i told my wife this i was like okay cool so they pushing this whole little white agenda thing and we all came from monkeys now let's say we all did come from monkeys right maybe the panel could correct me if i'm wrong but even in 2022 how many white monkeys do you see? (laughs) Right? So if we all came from monkeys, most monkeys are brown and dark. So in my head, I was like, okay, even if this dude is telling the truth, like the first people were dark skinned because monkeys are dark, right? So that's just me. Okay, so then it jumped into something about 2008, and how this dude came out and talking about Virginia and the whole slave thing. And then their whole little census thing is all messed up because they were making people put themselves as as colored because they were really descendants of Pocahontas. It was like, I'm all freaked up. So um, let's get let's get these brothers on here because I'm like, what the hell is going on here? America, We we all jacked up.
4: Yeah, no, we, we definitely are all jacked. Uh um, just real quick side note as well, you know, shame on um the state of Louisiana. Uh there were other there were five other states that had um slavery um on their ballot as uh if you know the I guess the question was, you know, is slavery still um uh, unconstitutional? Uh and so you have five states actually vote. Um, on that, in 2022, in Louisiana was one state that actually um, said that uh, no, um, that you know, slavery um, is uh, um, not unconstitutional. Um, that was just recently on this ballot for this year. So, just a side note, real quick, that you know, shame on those five states that actually uh, considered to have that on their ballot, but. Um, We see yeah, It's crazy. We see that, um, you know, as of recently, states like Texas uh, went hard in trying to change uh, black history and what black people have contributed to history um, and our black history within America as they've tried to um, and I think have succeeded in taking out Martin Luther King. I have a drink speech out of the history book text. Um, slavery as well, trying to take that out completely of their textbooks uh, or trying to edit certain parts of that history. Um, Same thing with the Ku Klux Klan um, and trying to make it seem like they are, uh, as Trump will call them, um, you know, not bad people, uh, right? Um, You know, that, you know, states like Texas, state like Louisiana, Mississippi, um, all those, the clunk of red states in the South um, have tried that. Some states in the North as well, like Vermont um, is heavy and uh, their voters uh, approve changes um, to their constitutional language. So, you know, like, what does that mean? You know, right. So we have to look at the baby steps that these states um, and that the federal government has taken uh, to slowly but surely try to erase um the history of, you know, uh, what Black people have contributed in in America and Black people's history within America. Um, But then, you know, our history as a whole, um, let's be clear, there were Black people already here in America. So, Caleb as you point out, you know, yeah, you know, um, it is proven that a lot of us didn't come directly from Africa. And you're absolutely right because some of us were already here. Uh, Now, as Black people, you know, are, um you know our descendants all do come from africa but some of those africans were before christopher columbus the 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 history that they you know the the bullshit history that they try to pull with that man um you know for you know but anyway uh there were <laughs> plenty of black explorers before that who actually were already here in america with the natives um living Um, So, you know, once the white man showed up, you know, their first interaction with the so-called natives was they called them black or dark skinned people. Um, And they were just like our tones, as we've seen throughout history. Native Americans, there are a lot of dark Native Americans that look very black. And there's a reason for that, Um, because, again, we were already here um, within the within the Americas, northern and southern. Um, all the way from Alaska to uh, the, the tips of uh, South America and within the Caribbean. So, um, you know, and they've tried to erase that history. Right. But uh, like Caleb said, you know, everybody has to do their do their own research, uh, do their own research. Uh, you know, um, parents should keep educating their children outside of the school systems, whether your school systems do teach black history or not. My high school had a black history course but not all high schools do i went to a historically black college but not all black people have that opportunity uh, or do that um so you know um, it's up to um you know parents at home to also teach that black history to our kids and make sure that they understand the history and that that legacy continues um you know once we're long you know gone because that's how that's been passed down to us um for plenty of generations right that's why a lot of us know um our history and and aren't just um subjected to the propaganda that's laid out uh by the media and 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 by some teachers and by some curriculums out there trying to erase that history and trying to um uh uh minimize our contributions uh to the history uh within what we call america today
2: what's good the famous homie you ready Yo, I'm ready. I'm ready. So uh, I know we talked about this off air, but um, I think that, you know, they're they're going to always try to do something. I don't believe that all of a sudden white America is going to try to be right when they've never been right. You got to remember, these are the descendants of these people that done these horrible things. People always say it's in the past and it's done, but these are their direct descendants while we're fucking with these days. So what makes us think that they're all of a sudden going to try to be right? Of course they're gonna they're gonna run the paper genocide. They're not gonna make sure that uh, they give reparations to black people like that. If they do that, you know how much money that is. We heard three hundred fifty thousand per black American. You know how much money that is? That's a lot of money. They not of course they're gonna minimize it some way. They're gonna change some rules. They're gonna go back and re rewrite shit like they've done rewrite history and you know fake history and you know, uh make up things and make believe they're going to do all of that because they're not going to be right. If we stop expecting them to be right on some of these things and focus on what we can do and what we can improve on and what we can take over, then we'll have more power. Of course, I don't pay no, no attention to none of these reparations or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. They ain't done shit. They ain't ever done shit. Everybody needs to do their research and, and realize, you know, I don't want to jump off topic a little bit, but there's a whole history behind where we are, why we are the way we are. You know what I'm saying? We talk about these rappers dying and stuff like this. this There's a whole history behind this, man. This is something that they set up. They set all of this shit up. So I don't expect them to try to make it right. I'm going to expect them to try to throw some wrenches in it uh, to change it up a little bit to make sure they don't give out as much as they need to. It's going to be like that. So, yeah, that's what's happening expect to happen y'all heard it first don't fall for the o- okey-doke don't fall for the bullshit it's not going to happen the way that they say they're going to happen because it's never happened like that
3: i got one thing to add though Kaylin. um it it kind of sucks because as you guys say everything you say and you guys know my whole you know passion and desire and 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 calling for life is to like try to instill confidence in kids and make sure they know they're the best versions of themselves um it's really wild when um you see kids especially like say under 15 years old portraying a lifestyle of the late 80s <clears throat> late 80s early 90s right like as if they lived it and you always say who are that who's that kid around you know what I mean? Like who, 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 who's paying attention to him? Like, or her, cause it's never just, you know, a boy and it hurts to say, but there's more times right now that we'll have conversations with peers, right? We think of us, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, whatever. I know I'm in my thirties, but, um, you talk to anybody within the 25 to 35, more people are still worried about themselves turning up, uh, finding themselves or whatever instead of making sure that their kids, nieces, nephews, or whoever are helped and, and educated and aware of what, what type of situation they're in, in this world that we're living in. Like nobody's really sincerely like paying attention to the kids so that they can see like, so that they have a fighting chance within all of this. Cause it's kind of sad to say, but um, you know, when you think about everything that we're talking about, nine out of 10 kids are clueless. Doesn't matter the the uh, the race or nationality, and they're going to be the ones that lead us when we're gone.
0: They say that that war is ninety eight percent mental. So
3: they're winning the, the war. Kobe's Kobe was a great it's killer definitely of, uh, a, of mental, spiritual war.
0: warfare that's going on, and it's for the of souls and. and they talk about this in religion, you know, they call it Armageddon, the rapture, the the end days, whatever you want to refer to. But, but a lot of this stuff has been prophesied long before us. So this is just happening just as it was told it was so. going to happen. So our job is less about, you know, worrying about why shit is happening and, trying to wake up as many people as we can while we're here, you know, and that's why we're all on this podcast right here, right now. And this is why we have all been brought together to commune because this information needs to be spoke about. This platform needs to be upheld and these, uh, these conversations need to continue because if we don't have these conversations and this type of information doesn't exist out there, then how can we expect the kids to ever get it? And the great thing about content is that it lasts, you know, forever. So the kids may be 12 right now, and this might not be interesting to them. But eight years from now, they might be thinking about this and go look up Paper Genocide, and this podcast pop up, and they hear this conversation, and they get the knowledge that we're talking about on this conversation. And this is why we do this is because it's not just for now this shit is for forever Facts. so let's make sure that like G, like you shirt says we get off the boat to average and we, and we try to get as many people as we can to get off the boat with us but my main thing about the paper genocide is this is so, it's just a so co- covert type of thing that you got like hollywood if you look at Hollywood, you I remember the Gods of Egypt video movie. It had nothing but white actors in there. It was like, what the hell is this? Then, but then you got movies like The Woman King right now that just come out. Where you got, you know, slaves, another slave movie, us rebelling against being slaves. You know, it's like the narratives that they paint in Hollywood gives us a clear indication of what they think of us. And look at all the programming that gets picked up on TV. It's never anything positive. One thing, one, one of my favorite quotes from Malcolm X is, I do not expect white media to paint a positive picture of black men. And it's just the reality is that white media is never going to paint a positive picture of black men. It's just not going to happen. So when we get mad at them going against Kanye or slandering Kyrie or doing any of this, why are we getting mad at them? It's as expected. We're the ones that wake up and turn on ESPN every morning. We're the ones that rely on Fox News and CNN and MS MSNBC and, and all of them for their, for their information because we don't want to go dig and formulate our own opinions. We want them to give us the opinions so that we can go back to the hood and tell the other niggas what well, we know because they don't know. It's like wanting and up with each other instead of really diving into the information and checking it out for yourself and making your own, you know, going off your own discernment. So papal genocide is definitely something that is live. The census has been lied to us. Like they tell us white people are 60 something percent based off the new information that I've been running into, I don't trust the census at all because black people don't partake in the census. So if this is the number based off who's partaking in the census, then that's probably 30% of us that are partaking in the census. So black people are taking up a lot of uh, uh, a lot more you know, space in America than, than they telling us.
2: What's your last final thoughts before we close this out? Um my my final thought on it. Uh you're right. You know, we can't expect uh, you know, white media to paint a picture, the positive picture of us. And, you know, um, I don't I don't think for me, it's it's not me being mad at white media. Like you said, I expect that. What I'm mad at is some of our black leaders and how they're handling the situation. I'm mad at the LeBron James is the Kevin Durant and Shaq O'Neal's or Charles Barkley's and all these men and everyone in the NBA who, who left this man standing on ice, all your NBA brethren and nobody came to your defense. The only person that I've seen say something is Floyd Mayweather and Jay will J will J will went off on a rant and stacked Steven Jackson, but it's like nobody is standing with this dude. And I, I understand everyone's not an activist. You don't have to be an activist, but it's better just to shut up and not say nothing. If you're LeBron, you could have said, next question, I don't have a comment. But you went out your way to call this man out his name and say you don't respect it. And I, Shaq called him an idiot. That's what I'm more mad at. So for black people, I wish that we could be more united. And, I, you know, it, it, I'm pessimistic about it because we can't agree on anything. We got half of us that still sleep, half of us that don't care. And I just, I just re- I wish that we would be more united and do more research before we make these comments and stupid opinions and stop downing each other in public, man. We can have this discussion in private. We gotta stop downing Black people in public because that gives them validation. So that's my final thought on it.
3: I say it's name, image, and likeness. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying like, like you said, Ronnie, like everybody went in on him, right? Everybody, not one person stood by him, but why would they? Everybody wants to be Django. I, I use a reference all the time, like they, everybody wants to be that one exceptional nigga, the one that gets the pass, the one that doesn't have to look over his shoulder and think that the, you know, the next man's gonna come and get him because the world is not set up for us to succeed the way we're supposed to, the way we want to, the way we feel we're entitled to like everyone else is entitled to. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but Kyrie being Kyrie, it shows that he's willing to be himself, but he's also showing that everyone else is just wanting to be cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Like how many people really rock braids anymore? How many people really are dreading their hair? How many people are are staying true to the culture? Or if they are not true to the culture, how many people are talking like we're talking? Like, you know, everybody's giving up and we're seeing it. It's just, we don't wanna believe it. So we turn the channel or we swipe up to the next post to believe that we didn't believe what we just saw you know what i mean but like shaq to, shaq almost derailed javel mcgee and look at what javel mcgee uh, did uh,
0: just just to chime in real quick i think that them coming back we always reference the lakers bubble championship but the lakers coming back and lebron coming back and, and playing in that bubble instead of showing unity Really showed how weak we was as a community. That really could have made a big stamp, and I could have really made a big statement to the youth. But instead, they went and got a bubble championship because he cared more about his legacy in the NBA than his people. And those are the type of people that we're putting propping up and saying, "Hey, these are our leaders." When they're not our leaders, we are the leaders but people are looking at celebrities as the leaders instead of looking at the leaders in that community that can actually put them on the path that they should be on.
4: Yeah. We, are, we also got to understand too, you know, this, we're in a different time, you know, our, our leaders, um, you know, like you said, you know, they're, they're just deep in the community. And a lot of them don't have, um, the, the resources, especially financially, um, you know, to to be put out there in the forefront. So we look at celebrities, but we have to understand too that these celebrities are, um, in a sense, their dollars um, and their livelihoods are controlled by what well, we all now are calling the the untouchables, right? And we know who those uh, people are. Those people who control most of the most of the industries, including the sports and the music industries. Um, and so these athletes, you know, yes, should they speak up? Absolutely. Um, You know, but unfortunately, we're in that society where, you know, because we are not in control of um, of those uh, entities that, you know, we primarily dominate, again, as in sports and music. um, You know, we're always told to just shut up and dribble or just, you know, just do music and, you know, go over there or stay over there. Right. Um, It's unfortunate, but that is the society that we live in. So you're right. We shouldn't look to these celebrities. Um, as our leaders, we should look more into the community um, and and certainly not at politicians either. We should look more into the community and where are the leaders within the community doing the day-to-day work on the blocks, on the street corners, um, at the community centers, within our schools, um, who are helping these kids, who are helping these teenagers, right, try to be better and do better within their lives. We should look towards those people right now instead of celebrities, because again, these celebrities, you know, they're, you know, there's, there's strings that's pulling them. Like none of them are, you know, like some of them own businesses. Of course, LeBron has businesses and Shaq has businesses and all that, but none of them still are fully owners. There's still people over top of them controlling, pulling the strings. Um, And we have to understand that when we are looking towards them to say, Hey, what do you have to say? So, you know, we can't, we can't do that unfortunately with these celebrities. Now, if some speak out, Salute, uh, like Jalen Brown, you know, like, you know, there are athletes out there that will just say, hey, fuck it and, and, and speak out. Um, but we can't, you know, again, the expectation, should we expect that from them? No. And going off of the YouTube
1: that you send me, Caleb, um, if you look at the celebrities and even us in our everyday life, there was a part in that YouTube that talked about what a freed man was and um, people got it confused with, oh man, if you were considered a, a, a freed person, then you were able, able to roam however you wanted to. And it didn't mean that it meant that you were just relieved of your duty, but you still a nigger. So, you got to understand with a lot of these celebrities, these celebrities are the new age freedmen where they're able, you may look at them and they're able to do whatever they want to do. But at the end of the day, you're a freedman. Shut up and dribble that ball. We ain't asking you to talk. Hey, make that music. We pay you a lot of money to make music that's promoting hey, you should still be trying to live in the streets instead of getting out of the streets and and whatnot. Hey, even for us as everyday people, we are free men. We go from one job to another job, working for somebody else, instead of beating at your craft and having ownership of your own, where you thinking you free because they giving you extra money, but you ain't really free. Because you don't got your time, If somebody still got to tell you when to clock in and clock out. You ain't free. It's the new age slavery. But a lot of us don't think like that. It's oh, I'm getting this paper. Oh, they, they I'm on salary. They doing X, Y, and Z. I got these benefits. Oh, your benefits is your shackles. So a lot of us we move as freedmen instead of being free. So when we look to these celebrities for help, the shacks and the whoever. They ain't coming to your aid because they freed men. That means they 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 still got the shackles mm-hmm. on them. They doing the same thing with, what's his name, Nori did to Kanye. You put now, Kanye on your podcast, and then all of a sudden something happened? You were like, oh, no, no, I, no, no, no. I have nothing to do with that.
2: Now, now
0: speaking of Kanye, everybody talks about, slavery was a choice. Now, when he's when he's referencing that, I think he was more talking about the freedmen, the indentured servants that were indigenous to this land and chose to trade their contract in indentured servitude for a land or for a business or for some type of trade-off. And that's essentially what these NBA players are doing when they're signing these contracts that control, like, like uh, the mayor said, their name, likeness, and image. What is it? Is that is that it? That's what they're. In, that's what they're giving up, as well as their play on the court. And this is why they get a percentage. They have to go on strike. You remember when the NBA went on strike a few years ago? That's because they didn't used to get a percentage of the jersey sales. So you can sell a billion a million jerseys with my name on the back at 80 bucks a pop and i don't get a red dollar because i'm getting a a salary that's based off of a game check and if i don't play in the game i don't make no money if that ain't indentured servitude then i don't know what is you know that's why Kanye was talking about i know that we the new slaves
3: And you know that now with the NIL, or was it name, image, like what NIL, NLI? I don't know, but name, like this image. There you go. With those contracts, you know, children are able to sign them now. Uh Right. So, what I find to be interesting is that um, financial Uh institutions, Uh right? Literally, financial institutions, some that uh, Yaja Keg and I talk about because they like to be in competition with this, um, they're trying to promote that they can help sign your child to a name, image, and likeness contract, it, you know, as soon as they, as you feel as if they could bring some type of money to their name, correct? So how funny is that that you're trying to contract your child into making money off of who they are instead of teaching them who they are first? Because once they sign a contract, they have to adhere to that contract. And then you, and if you don't, you don't get no money. But why do they need to work that early to be something that they don't even know if that's in fact what they want to be? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's like Raven Simone with the Cosby show and how everyone talked about her or Orlando Brown with you know everything in all the different movies he did. Everyone said when you're a child star that that clouds your judgment. That went away for the last 20 years, right? Those child stars are now grown, right? Hannah Montana, all those people are grown, right? So now you change the name, and you do it all over again, and everyone's sitting back and going, oh, I want to do this. Let me get my kid into it. Derek Carter. Yep.
0: I know we just had a child start. It, I mean, it, it wasn't it rule of the suicide. I know he was in the bathtub,
3: and it was right after the they, girl. right after they started talking about the Michael Jackson thing and how he said that he did that Michael Jackson did nothing to him that his mom lied to try to get money, and he and low key he hid out here now. L- he died out here in the AV, Caleb. in the AV, in, in the AV. The, yeah. AV, the same place where y'all's at, the same place where I'm at city that we put on the map, or at least attempting to, he passed away here and it's not even, it, to me it seems more or less like a suicide because guilt was gonna get to you eventually. Mm-hmm. And if you've lived the highest of the highs and you've witnessed the lowest of the lows, you never know. All right,
0: well, the last thing I gotta say is man, each one teach one, man. That is the, the best thing that we can do is if you run into some information, don't hold it to yourself. Make sure that you spread it. Make sure that you tell somebody at least one person. Each one teach one, whether they spread that information or not. You know, I, Joe Button had a bar. You know, and he says three types of people in this world. You know, there's people that make shit happen. There's people that watch shit happen. And there's people that don't know what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? So. We 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 spent time being all three, and now we're out here making shit happen. So let's continue marching on, getting to it. You know, each one teach one, and, you know, keep marching towards our dreams. we going to get there. You know, it's not an if, it's a win. This is going to happen. But uh, let's get some shout-outs before we get up out of
3: here. Uh, i shout out all you guys. It's the, you know. Some of the best part of the week, that hump day, that Wednesday podcast. Um, Shout out to the AV. We got somebody that's actually dedicated to us, and he's about to put us on the map in a serious way. I'm talking to you, y'all. Gotta give you your flowers digitally. (laughs) So, so proud of you, bro. I'm very excited for you. Uh, We got a lot of things to do. And then, as always, uh, the kids are the future, so we should be focusing on them. So today's hoodie was brought to you by some of my AV Elite crew. Uh, be the change you wish to see in the world starts with you. Be it. Don't hesitate. Embrace it. Somebody say something.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to everybody here is, you know, shout out to you guys, politicking. Um, Definitely appreciate, you know, always being on this platform Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to the state of Maryland. Um, you know, look, I'm not always, uh, you know, big on voting and, and, you know, because, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm just like almost probably a lot of black people where, eh, you know, voting is that really going to change much for me? But, um, uh, shout out to the state of Maryland who elected, um, uh, black governor, uh, Westmore, um, last night. So I think that's pretty dope. We'll see what he got to, you know, uh, let's, let's see what he's going to do, um, you know, as with, all of these politicians you know we'll see um but you know that was a that was a huge moment for the state of maryland so shout out to the state of maryland but as of course as always shout out to you guys you know and uh definitely appreciate um the the topics and the conversations um and the debates um and the 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 thoughts that goes into this and 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 the thought that you guys you know um you know the thoughts and y'all's experiences that y'all bring to the table it's always special Yes. Yes. So uh, yeah.
2: Likewise to everybody. Shout out to the panel. Shout out to uh, the everybody that's been watching us. All the fans. Everybody that's uh, been supporting. That's comment. That's adding dialogue. That's uh, you know, supporting the politic and platform. You we've grown so much over the past couple of years as far as experience and things, different things that we're doing. And I'm glad that to be able to to be a part of a, a such a, a, a content, uh, something that with based with this type of content. Cause you don't hear this type of stuff out, so I'm proud to be a part of this. Uh, we have more things that we're doing, you know, um, positivity with all in the light of all the rappers dying and this stuff happening. RIP Takeoff, you know, and, and another one, Vice of Dust, you know. But you know, in light of that, I just hope that we can move forward and continue to push positivity.
1: Hey, Amen. Y'all know what it is? It's politicking, 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 yes. politicking. <laughs> You know what it is. No, but shout out to all the brothers on here. You guys inspire me. You guys keep me going. Um, it's just amazing to get five beautiful kings in one building. And not even in one building. It looks like we in one house. Well, Ronnie in the car today. Ronnie in the garage. But, but. Get us all together and speak our minds and, and grow. I I I wait for Wednesdays. Like, is it Wednesday yet? What are we gonna get? I already know the first two topics is either gonna be the Lakers or Clippers. But after that, <laughs> we golden baby. Let's get it. <laughs> so I appreciate y'all. Um piggybacking off of what the mayor said. A lot of us wanna be Django, but a lot of us we acting like I don't even know his name in the movie, but a lot of us acting like Samuel L. Jackson when it comes to our fellow brother. Uncle Russ. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we acting like him, and nobody liked him in the movie. You probably haven't even, like, after you see Django, you don't even look at Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> So Thanks. we need to stop acting like that when it comes to each other, our brotherhood, like Ronnie said. You know, we can talk about it behind closed doors, but in front of certain people,
0: we got to, we got to big each other up.
4: We got to be united.
0: united. Yes sir. I appreciate all y'all brothers, man. Shout out to Brandon, of Encouragement, Blackbridge Creators, you know, the famous homie HMS 420, about to bring that higher learning podcast back, get these interviews popping. The mayor focus on the future, man. Shout out to all y'all brothers. I love having these conversations. This is a this is definitely one of the highlights of the week. I love that we bring we we stay consistent, but, but these conversations are definitely like, you know, it's necessary as therapy for me at this point. You know, it's like something that that I need. It cleanses my soul. So shout out to our brothers for joining me in these conversations, you know, as we, we try to spread this knowledge and be fruitful, man, you know. The Lord says, go and be fruitful. So that's what we're doing. So um, yeah. I always like to end with my famous quote, man, because I, I, I mean this sincerely. You know, I'm a Leo, I'm a lion, and, you know, I I, I look at things differently, you know. Like my name comes from the Bible, and Caleb was one of the scouts that the Israelites sent when they got to the promised land when they got to the promised land, they came back and they was like, oh, no, nah, the promised land is filled with giants. We can't go in there. And Caleb was one of the three scouts that was like, man, fuck the Giants. we finna go in there and take this shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I really feel about, you know, this whole industry and my whole approach to this game. That if you put you put you in a cage with a lion just because you don't try to eat the lion. I mean, why ain't they going to try to eat you, man? I was thinking of podcasts. We are.